Oh, that is good eggnog. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Real Ramblin' Podcast. And Merry Christmas to you all. Christmas is upon us. Well, not quite. Let's see, about uh, one week. One week from now, it'll be Christmas Day. And I know right now you're all busy. It's a busy time of year. We're focused on gifts and family and food, maybe church events. I don't know. So I'm going to keep my rambling to a minimum here. But uh, I thought I'd pop on for a little while and just wish you a Merry Christmas to you and yours before I get back to doing my own uh, holiday festivities of drinking eggnog and such. Were you an eggnog family growing up? I don't know. Mine was. That's just one of those things that's become very divisive, I feel like. Anyway, we're here to chat movies, and specifically holiday movies, because we're in the season. Tis the season. So uh, already since Thanksgiving, as the custom has sort of become, uh, many families start watching their favorite holiday films. And I know it seems like each family kind of has their absolute favorite, and then a list of other ones that they will tend to watch. Um, kind of as a tradition each year. And my family definitely uh, has the same type of customs around the holiday season. You know, we like to do the gingerbread house building with our young kids and go look at Christmas lights and, and sing carols and all the fun stuff. Um, but we, we also do like to watch those those holiday movies as well because they're so much fun and they they give you that cheery feeling. That's what I think is at the heart of a Christmas movie. That's kind of where I want to begin this short discussion on today's episode. <clears throat> so again, I'm not going to keep you long, but if you're hopping on, tuning in, listening to this one, I appreciate it. You're baking cookies or doing some last-minute wrapping. This is actually perfect. So here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, what makes a Christmas movie? This is what's been on my mind, especially this season, because throughout the years, when I was younger, I would just watch movies around Christmas time, and you know that was a Christmas movie, whether it talked about Santa Claus or Jesus or had snow in it or not. They were just holiday movies that you watched at, at Christmas time. And by the way, I know, again, each family's different. But my family growing up, we would start the, the decorating, the music, the movies, right around the first or second week of December. And nowadays, it's crazy. That seems so late. Because most families start, if not right after they finish their Thanksgiving meal, before Thanksgiving even. Uh, which is just strange to me, but to each his or her own. Anyway, I've thought more about the formula of Christmas movies more recently than, you know, when I was younger. And to me, a Christmas or holiday movie uh, must have at the center a, a cheerful or feel-good vibe, um, both in the uh, message or lesson by the end of it and plot or characters. If you don't really have that feel-good vibe um, running throughout its veins, I, I don't know if I'd officially call it a Christmas movie. Now, does it matter overall? No. Um, at the end of the day, again, whatever you enjoy doing together with others um, around the holidays, that's awesome. And I know there are some people who are not as fortunate around this time of year who don't have other people to um, be with and uh, celebrate and do traditions with. And I, I feel for them. I really do. And I think it's important for the rest of us to remember that as we are doing our our own celebrations. But just for argument's sake, um, 
because this has come up a lot, especially in, in the past few years, Die Hard, right? It's a lot of people's favorite movie. And then um, people, I feel like, starting out jokingly had started to say, oh, Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie, or even just calling it a Christmas movie in conversation. Uh, why? Because it's got a Christmas tree in the plaza, and uh, they, they mention Christmas a couple of times. Like, okay, on paper, yes, that's true, but uh, I'm definitely in the camp of no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie because you look at the plot and you look at the mood and feel all throughout, and it's definitely not um, your feel-good, happy family movie. So we get to celebrate that the good guy won, and that's a happy thing, but I think it's kind of a stretch uh, calling Die Hard a Christmas movie. But at the expense of going on about that single movie and offending many people, I'll move on. Um, but uh, by the definition that I'm giving uh, a holiday or Christmas film, I think there are a couple that can be thrown into the conversation, not just picking on Die Hard. Um, I remember back when cable TV was a thing and every year we would put on uh, the ABC Family Channel, they would do this 25 Days of Christmas countdown thing. And actually, I, I thought that was kind of a cool idea. It's like an advent calendar with movies um, where each day, counting down to Christmas, they would, put, they would have a different um, Christmas movie that they would play. And within that mix, pretty much every year, they would they would have the same, um, almost the same 25. They would change out a couple of them each year. Um, but just about every year, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone would be in that list. And don't get me wrong, I would enjoy watching it every year. And there was something comforting about it, knowing that it was coming again. And this was, you know, before streaming platforms where you could just watch a movie all day, every day of your life if you wanted to. Um, so that was something I look forward to, watching Harry Potter every every year on uh, ABC Family's 25 Days of Christmas Countdown. But it kind of makes me scratch my head, too. Like, wait, what, this is a Christmas movie? Why? I think back to one scene, maybe, that I can recall where uh, it's Christmas morning at Hogwarts and, and Ron wakes Harry up like, hey, it's Christmas, you got gifts. And it was a big deal because Harry had never gotten Christmas gifts before. Okay. Well, that was maybe a five-minute scene, um, and then you have a different scene later on where Harry's holding his owl outside, Hedwig, and it's snowing, so you have snow. That's it, to the best of my memory, anyway. It's been a while since I've gone back and watched the whole series, but um, I don't know. Calling that a Christmas movie, not quite, and you might debate me on that one. I don't know. That's okay. Mm. Oh, the eggnog's probably not a good idea for recording, but... It's just so delicious. So there's probably a hundred more examples of movies that are maybe tossed in with the Christmas category, but when you think about it, they're they're probably not actually very Christmassy. Um, but I want to talk about a few of the movies that are definitely traditionally Christmas and that many families I know watch every year. For me, starting out, my mind always goes first to the um, the classic TV specials that were first released as just kind of short things that came out on TV. Think of the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special, or, of course, the very recognizable um, stop-motion claymation uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Love those. Little Drummer Boy in there as well. Um, and then Frosty the Snowman, I think, was another one, even though it's different animation. It's just standard uh, drawn 2D animation. But that one's a lot of fun and a classic. And uh, why are those... Go-to favorites, 
in the definite Christmas movie category? Well, because one, you've got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, who leads Santa Claus and the other reindeer on Christmas Eve. And Santa Claus even appears in that one. And by the way, I just rewatched that one again recently, and uh, Santa Claus is kind of a jerk in that movie. <laughs> He's like putting a lot of pressure on Rudolph, along with his own parents, um, to be great. And then like they don't think he can be at first because of his nose. It's like, I don't know. It gives me bad like PTSD, middle school vibes, like the kids were picking on him because he had acne sort of thing. I don't. I didn't enjoy that one as much as I remember. Uh, but I did also have this profound, like, revelation of how similar Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is to It's a Wonderful Life. And before you call me crazy, hang on a second. Um, so Rudolph starts out as a character who really um, has a good heart and wants to do the right thing. He wants to help Santa, right? Um, but then he has from Santa and his parents and people around him, he starts getting this pressure built up around him, like this external uh, tension and pressure. And then eventually he just like can't handle it anymore. He runs away and he's in a bad place. And then after that, he meets these weird people that come around him, kind of like outcasts in that society, that culture that come around him and help him to realize just how valuable he is. And then by the end of it, um, he is able to, you know, rise up and do what he needs to do and people around him celebrate with him. I don't know. that I drew at least a slight parallel between that and It's a Wonderful Life, which if you haven't watched that one in a while, that's my favorite Christmas movie. I love it to death. Yes, it's an older one. It's black and white, but it's so good. I think it was 1940, 1946, I want to say. I might be way off on that. Jimmy Stewart, main character, George Bailey. He starts out this film having high aspirations He's going to go to college, he's going to travel the world, and he's got all these great plans. And then, eventually, he starts to come face-to-face with these pressures of uh, familial obligation and um, just bad things happening in society. And then he has to come face-to-face with that. And he has his own moment of buckling under pressure and getting into just a really bad place. And then um, the ever-memorable and lovable Clarence, character of Clarence, the guardian angel, uh, comes down to talk to him, help him, save him, help him realize, help George realize uh, how valuable he really is through kind of a different, unique way, similar to the Christmas Carol story. And then by the end of it, George Bailey is able to um, just celebrate in the people around him and in seeing uh, the impact that he truly has made in the world. So I, I like both of the core uh, stories of both of these movies, but um, on a rewatch with Rudolph, I just found myself kind of laughing and rolling my eyes a little bit more than uh, than I did when I was a kid, but that's okay. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that in recent years with uh, streaming and uh, different kids' uh, programming characters that have become more popular, um, that in addition to some of the classics like Rudolph or Charlie Brown, uh, you have characters like uh, Curious George or Kung Fu Panda or uh, even still Mickey and Minnie Mouse and the Disney world that have their own like Christmas special short movies. So I think that's a lot of fun because um, current generations can still kind of have their um, immersion into the favorite holiday film experience for them. I know with my own two kids, they love the character of Kung Fu Panda. And I think they have watched the, the little Christmas short film with the furious five and all that. 
um, and they think that's a lot of fun. But they also enjoy the the classics as well. We just watched um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town the other night together, and they were cracking up with uh, Burger Meister Meister Burger <laughs> and uh, Old Man Winter, the Winter Warlock. We had fun uh, watching that one and laughing together. It was very 70s, very 1970s. Nothing wrong with that, really, but it was just very distinctive in uh, music and sound and visuals. Anyway, um, moving more towards the contemporary era of uh, favorite Christmas movies. Of course, Elf comes up a lot. Um, my wife and I have talked about Elf on the podcast, as have um, my, my brother-in-law and his wife and I. And it's a funny movie, and I think landed really well with most audiences. I know my wife really can't stand it, but I don't know... Um, if that's just because she's not a huge Will Ferrell fan or she didn't like the the, the bones, the structure of the movie. I don't know. I, I thought it was a great holiday movie. It was fun. It did have the uh, cheerful, feel-good vibe throughout. It had conflict, yes, but it was resolved. And um, definitely with the aesthetic and costumes. And uh, I mean, that was packaged and nicely delivered as a Christmas movie. And I think it still holds up. Probably thanks to, in part, um, how quotable it is. I think my favorite line still is, uh, you're, you're not Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. Oh, <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell. And then uh, a couple other sort of contemporary Christmas movies that come to mind. They're a little bit uh, before the time of Elf, so this would have been mid to late 1990s, but uh, Home Alone and then The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus, I think, makes it onto a lot of people's favorite list, but as a counter-argument, it it is very much um, a, a stamp of the 1990s. It's it's dated, you can say, in a way. Um, I don't mind that because even if I had never seen the movie before, which I have, um, the idea of Tim the Toolman Taylor climbing down a chimney and and grunting while he's wearing the Santa suit, I mean, that's, that's hilarious. I'm behind that 100%. Uh, but then it had uh, the... It, it suffered from the sequels not being as well, I, re- I recall, but uh, I still hold the first one in a in a pretty special place in my mind and my heart. And then uh, Home Alone. Okay, Home Alone is interesting to me. Obviously, this is another one where it had way too many sequels, and beyond number two, they just weren't good. Um, but numbers one and two are still very popular with audiences. Not much to pick apart on rewatch. Um, and I did just watch both of these, Home Alone one and two, again um, within the last few weeks. And I, I can't, still can't decide which one I like more or which one I like less, however you want to think about it. Um, I think they both have good and fun things about them, and then they both had their um, eye-roll moments. I, I think Lost in New York, number two, had more of a fun, grand scale. I liked that it was in New York. Um, but then... Once you go beyond a different setting, really the the plot was like exactly the same. It's like let's take what worked with the first one, what audience is laughed at, and just completely recycle it as a carbon copy. I don't know, and then turn the dial, crank the dial like up to ten as far as just slapstick. Uh, the bad guys, the sticky bandits, Harry and Marv, um, just never looking down as they're walking through this house of horrors. Like, come on. By now, they, they've got to get it, no matter how dumb they are. Uh, <laughs> so the second one's enjoyable, but but not at the same time. Um, Tim Curry, I think, for me, he probably 
puts it over the edge in terms of that one uh, being my favorite out of the two. But then you go back to the first one, and it was. It was an original idea, and I get why people love it so much. Um, in the question of is it a Christmas movie, I, th- I think you have to say yes, just going alone off of the volume of the amount of uh, Christmas items and music and uh, themes that are in it. But the the actual plot and like most of the movie as it's playing out really isn't about Christmas. It's just about, you know, Kevin either defending his home from these bumbling burglars or, um, you know, not surviving in New York on his own. So part of me wants to say, you oh, know, these aren't really Christmas movies and they they don't really give me a feel-good vibe, um, even by the end of it. Like, he reunites with his family again, yes, but, okay, next year, is he just going to be yelling at them and calling them horrible names again? Or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but but again, they are both pumped full of uh, Christmas songs and the word Christmas and Christmas trees and all that. So, okay, well, before I sign off here and um, let you all get back to your holiday planning and festivities with your uh, friends and families, and I'll do the same here. I uh, just want to let you know that for the next couple of weeks, uh, again, I'm going to be enjoying uh, holiday time with family, so I'll be releasing uh, our next episode here, uh, Season 2, Episode 6, in the new year. So come January 2022, be on the lookout for that. All right, uh, one more movie that I want to give a shout-out to and just share some love about. Uh, maybe this is one of your favorites. I don't know. But I, I still go back to uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original cartoon. And I just love this one. To me, it is, um, well, I've mentioned that It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite Christmas movie. And that one's a lot longer. But probably right in second place for me is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Dr. Seuss. The length of it, I think, is perfect, especially watching it with my kids. Because, um, you know, they're not falling asleep. It's entertaining. There's color. There's fun songs. The Grinch is just a charismatic, fun character. Um, But also, I think a lot of the reason, and for me, it just comes down to the lesson. I think when you think of the, or I should say, one of the uh, core messages of Christmas, of of giving and showing love and and learning, you know, what that looks like in a practical way, I think the Grinch uh, captures that really well in in a nicely not overcomplicated package. There was the live-action version with Jim Carrey that I also find fairly entertaining. I mean, it's Jim Carrey at his uh, nutty antics in a, in a Grinch costume. Um, but the original cartoon one, like I said, between the length and just the bright colors of it, and then the message, it's just it's a lot of fun. And if you haven't watched that one in a while, I encourage you to give it another watch. Maybe you already have. But if not, watch it together this season, uh, maybe right before you carve up the roast beast and open up your can of hoo-hash. Okay, uh, final fun scenario here, all right? And I really want you to uh, reach out to me, uh, social media, or send me an email, uh, realramblin' at gmail.com. Let me know your answer. I would love to uh, collect some of these and maybe talk about them in the new year. Because this is fun. I, I just like to imagine the scenario, okay? It's ugly Christmas sweater contest time. And I want to know, what do you think, who would win out of these four contestants? Okay, the Ugly Christmas Sweater Contest. We've got uh, Scott Calvin from the Santa Claus, uh, Kung Fu Panda. I'm throwing him in because he's got his own Christmas special and everything in the last few years. Okay, so uh, he's the second contestant. Number three, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Imagine putting the, the ugly Christmas sweater on his cute reindeer self. 
And then number four, Ebenezer Scrooge from the Christmas Carol story. Uh, there's been a few different variations, iterations uh, of the character. You can choose any one of them you want, but Scrooge. And you want my uh, personal opinion here, my answer? I, I think Scrooge wins this one because I like to imagine that uh, even uh, before the end of it where he learns his lesson and he becomes nice Ebenezer, I like to think that even when he was hardened outer shell Scrooge, he still had a, a gooey center, uh, a soft heart, and um, when he was finished yelling at Bob Cratchit at work, he would come home, uh, bolt the door behind him, run upstairs, and throw on his ugly Christmas sweater and give himself a big old hug. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for spending this time with me. I do hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Uh, please keep watching movies and talking about them, whether they're Christmas movies or just your standard favorites. And keep the conversation going. Reach out to me on social media, Real Ramblin', on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But until then, I can't wait to talk to you all again real soon. I'm Chris Jovanovic. Keep on rambling. Bye. All right, take us out of here, Rudolph. Got to get a refill on my eggnog.